Thanks for downloading this official Munster Rugby podcast. For more, go to MunsterRugby.ie or subscribe to Munster Rugby on SoundCloud or iTunes. Tell me just how the last couple of weeks been for you uh, in Ireland camp. I think the intensity has kind of been building gradually for the last few weeks. Like I think with any of the teams that got back, like it was always going to be rusty at the start. But then, you know, when things started to tune up, we kind of got we got back to where we were pre-COVID, and the intensity was ramped up. And like some of the weekends, you'd actually be dead after them. They were that competitive because there was quality everywhere, so everyone was fighting for a position. But yeah, it was enjoyable and. Because we got that one against Italy at home, so that was kind of the bottom line. Yeah, and does it like does that make it all the more frustrating that the game against France didn't take place? Like because, like you said, like you know the intensity was so high in training. You had a good win against Italy, um, so obviously it must be difficult. Um, and that you know to have that disappointment not to play against France. Yeah, because you know there was the first twenty minutes that game didn't go how we wanted it to go, and. We know ourselves we're better than that, so mm. I think every team when they first went out, there was things they clearly weren't happy with because you haven't played rugby for six or seven months, so I think realistically it's fair enough. So we just wanted to tie up those loose ends before mm. you know, getting into the World Cup qualifiers, but look, it wasn't to be. Um, we still had a very intense weekend of training that weekend, so there yeah. was learnings either way, but yeah, disappointed, but didn't really change our outlook on the whole thing. You made your first start um, against Italy, that must have been a really special moment for you. Yeah, it was, um, I suppose, um, in the back row I had Keir Griffin and Claire Malloy there with me, so I was there was no shortage of experience there for what I lacked, they made up in abundance, so yeah. um, I, was, I, was, I was nervous, I suppose, but I knew there was that they were there to back me so it was um mm. I really enjoyed it like Jesus the most physical game of rugby I've played ever like I it was kind of the next step I hadn't gotten that many minutes before yeah so you're so. really really feeling it at the end <laughs> hmm? you're really feeling it at the end it's more when you wake up the next morning I yeah think. <laughs> <laughs> you've been hit by a bus <laughs> yeah. you mentioned Claire and Kira there but just in terms of Kira in particular obviously like a fellow monster woman um what what has she been like to you like as a mentor I suppose both on and off the pitch Oh yeah, like she, um, it's kind of a tough love situation, you know, she likes to, I know she really likes me deep down, but she, uh, I get plenty of abuse off her, but yeah, but aside from the joking part, like I've learned loads off her, like she's great, she'll take me aside and do like one-on-one tackling and if I have any questions, like I'll go to her, I'll talk to Malloy, like there's loads of really knowledgeable players there that you go to and you figure things out, um, so yeah, no, she's great, like she's definitely a mentor for me within the squad and she puts herself out there to be <clears throat> that person for younger players as well. Just in terms of your rugby career Dorothy like when, when it started off like I meant I saw I read somewhere that, that you said you started in transition year uh when yeah. you're in sec- yeah when you're in secondary school could you tell me a little bit about that what was your I suppose what was the reason why you picked uh, up the ball? Yeah I'm not really sure to be honest like I had always kind of rode horses and I played basketball for ages and mm. then we're like our family has always been a big rugby family like my uncles like my whole family are really into it and um i don't know i just kind of went down one day my dad like didn't want me to get hurt originally but sure then it was grand we fired on and yeah i just went down to feather polly murphy down feather got us going like she's got a great setup down there like with the girls she's really but 
a massive work into the underage system and it's kind of reaped the award rewards now like there's so many girls who are playing for Munster and playing for clubs in Dublin from Feathered so it's, it's it was a great way to start really it was great and then yeah. I went on and played rugby in Prez the presentation to secondary school in Thurles mm. so we were part of the sevens competition and we got to two other finals actually and our, our school was great about it like the principal was behind it like I was in boarding school and one of the nuns in there sister Fidelis I remember she pulled me aside one day and she asked me was a contact and I was like oh god like she's a nun now like, she's not going to be too happy with this and she just kind of just kind of looked at me and she said right good and I was like oh, okay <laughs> we'll stay going so yeah <laughs> but uh I really enjoyed it in school I uh, got loads of my friends playing and yeah it was uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Monster Underage too was massive for me. Like, um, I was in with Emily Lane, who's one of my best friends, and I live with her now. And she's on the Irish Sevens team. And mm. Andy Breen, who was on the pitch with me there two weeks ago. So, uh, we were on a team. We were the back line actually. Back when yes. I was thirteen, we were the back line that uh, won the Interpros Underage in our last year, which was a big thing for us at the time too. At the start there, you mentioned like the kind of setup they have in Fetterd, like. Like how 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 important was that for you, even just to kind of pick up the sport and kind of give you that confidence as well? Because it sounds like it's a great it's a great setup that they had there. Oh no, it was brilliant! Like you'd have two training sessions a week, and like you might have a few girls from Feathered, but you'd have so many girls from the surrounding areas, like Rose Green, Turles, Cashel. Like people would make a huge commitment to travel to Feathered or to travel to Rose Green, and. You know, we had it was really enjoyable. Like I only left five minutes from Feather, so um, my brothers would go down training at the same night. So we were all down feathered every Friday evening after school or whatever had gone during the week. We were all down there, and you meet the same people, and you know, there's a great sense of community. And yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good club to be a part of. Very proud of where I've come from with Feathered. You mentioned like the other sports that you played, basketball and obviously horse riding as well. Um, was there like one moment like that you had? Can you remember like one moment that you recall and it was like, okay, I think rugby is something that is the sport that I want to pursue? I had played my first underage year with Munster and I came back and I was so into it. And then I, basketball was always a big love for me. Either way, I was going to end up in some sport for a fair amount of time. But... Um, came back from summer playing with Munster Underage and I went down to Kerry, played basketball match down in Kerry and got fouled out, I think, in like the first quarter or the second quarter. And uh, <laughs> realised that the non-contact wasn't really suited to me anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was kind of it. Very good. But, um, um, so that was kind of how it started then. And then I kind of decided rugby was what I was going to do. Obviously, like COVID is really difficult for everyone right now. But are you are you living away from home? Are you living in Dublin? Yeah, I've been in Dublin since the end of July. So um, I came up and we started our sevens preseason uh, just like the first of August. So yeah. I've been up since then, and because of placement, I'm in five days a week, and then we every weekend we're training. So yeah, I haven't had an opportunity to go home, but you know I'm on the phone to my mom every day. Like it's. We're, we definitely keep in contact, you know. So you must have been inundated with messages and well wishes, like, you know, over the last week or so. Yeah, 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 everyone from home, like, my dad feels like a celebrity walking down the stairs, he stops, like, every <laughs> second. But, yeah, no, it's, it's been great, like, but, 
yeah, the big the big thing now is this December, so hopefully we can kick on and get it done. You mentioned the qualifiers there um, in December. Like, so what are your kind of main hopes for your for for the future, Dorothy, in terms of your rugby career? Like, are you are you someone who just kind of focuses like you know on the next on the next task, or do you look further down the line? Well, the big thing in my mind is the World Cup qualifiers now. Like, I think that's yeah. in everyone's mind after the last World Cup. I obviously wasn't involved, but like that's kind of what we're all aiming for like there's no real there's no real like um once like we have to qualify that's kind of it 